0: Speed MMA podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty, Carson Wood. These w- exciting night of fights last night.
1: They no, were a good fight. They were. I was. It was the first time I was excited in a while. Ever since Ferguson and Khabib, and even before that, it was a while.
0: Which is kind of sad because how everything ended up. It seemed like uh, it seemed like Johnson wasn't really mentally there.
1: I disagree. I thought he came in with a game plan like that. He was going southpaw. He was trying to catch him certain ways. He just, I feel, like I said last week, I felt like he should have just gone in and stuck in to what he knew. Um, maybe reinvent the wheel a little bit, going and switch. I didn't necessarily like the grappling, but. A,
0: a lot of people thought crap on his game plan. They said that was the ultimate worst game plan against a wrestler, especially when you gas.
1: like, I, I, I can kind of agree with that, but I I don't think that that outright. I don't think that it, like, he came in with no heart or he wasn't planning on winning because he knew that was his last one. He could have won the belt. See, I figured it was like Brad Pitt and Snatch where he was like, all right, friends and family, don't show
0: up, but bet a whole bunch of money against me. Like, everything. (laughs) Bet the house against me. And they're a bunch of Pikies. And so they're going to go down to where he's from in Georgia or wherever and they're all going to disappear. You think? No
1: a bunch of gypsies. I don't yeah.
0: I don't think he threw the I don't think he threw the fight, but I'm really glad that I actually put money against him after the fact knowing that his heart wasn't. I mean, I think he was in it and I think he came to compete. But I mean, it seems like he gave up faster in this fight than he did in, the, in their first go round and then he retired right after and he even said like I don't know, I was going to retire no matter what and I told my friends and family not to come out here. And if you ask me, that's like a pretty good indication that like you don't care if you win and if you don't care if you win in a title fight you're not going to win against the, the best competition in the world
1: mm-hmm. i don't so, know i i don't for me it, it wasn't like he's i still i just feel like he like you said he had a bad game plan he was implementing it though and he was it was actually he took him down twice how many people can say that yeah um judge jones yeah like that's 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 the uh, the upper echelon that he's in. It's it's John Jones is the guy that can say that. Even heavyweights, what heavyweights took him down?
0: I don't think any heavyweights took him down.
1: Kane in training, like
0: yeah, probably. I mean, and overall, I mean, DC said like we knew we we could lose the first round and we would be fine. I mean, he's smart,
1: dude. He's so sorry to cut you off. Go ahead.
0: No, you're good. And I found that very interesting. They kind of knew like, hey, he might come in and. And knock you around the first round, but let him tire yourself out. And when he was putting him against the cage, I mean, DC as a wrestler knows how to expend the least amount of energy, you know, when someone's grappling you. And when you have a wrestler, I mean, Johnson's a good wrestler for what he is, but he's not Olympic quality wrestling. And so, I mean, the whole thing was kind of interesting and kind of reeked, you know, Cormier didn't had a hard time making weight there's a whole towel gate where he, they people are saying he rested his arms on it to take off some weight stupid you know johnson came in a pound under which is either like okay cool the scales either off or you know something weird not something weird is happening not straight conspiracy theories but then johnson came in and it's not the it's not the kind of fight that you want at 205 when bader just left you know johnson's now going to retire like it's just it's Two hundred five is rough, right now. Really, really rough.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, see, that's the thing I was telling you yesterday. I think that he he finally gets it. Like he's just <clears throat> he's just fully moved into being the heel. Oh yeah. No. He is what he is. DC he Glad. Two fights in a row. Like it's kind of like Chill said. Your job once you're once you you get a brief moment to celebrate when they lift your hand, and from there you're back at it. You're back to your job. And he was he got Jimmy Manawa up while he had the floor he he talked some shit on Jimmy Manoa and then he went over to John Jones um nothing over the top like i didn't think that it was just it was well done
0: yeah and i mean telling him to get to his academics together so we can get back to class or like don't talk to me that's a, about someone who's not even sanctioned to fight like that was pretty good and Manawa – i think the thing i liked about Manawa the most is like it all seemed like it was fun and games and Manawa was like appreciative of him like trying to hype the fight and then DC said something and I can't remember what it was and you saw Manawa's face change like hey man <laughs> that kind of actually hurt my my feelings a little bit <laughs> like yeah and he's like oh one one punch you know one shot one kill and it's right I think Manawa's just like Johnson right except he's from the UK which means DC gets hands on him he's going to be on his back for five you know five rounds so
1: I mean, he ate Anthony Johnson's best shot. Yeah. You think he's not afraid of anything that Jimmy Manuel has. Jimmy Manawa just got knocked out by Johnson, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what he said. He's like, you just lost to this guy. Like, yeah. what, are you, what are we talking about? Like, you're one shot. You couldn't even hit him, and he was standing up with you. I'm going to wrestle the hell out of you. Yeah.
0: What do you think Johnson's going to do? He said he already had another job lined up that was more basically more lucrative. Was um, it the last fight on his contract?
1: I don't know. I don't think so cuz the UFC they would have known by then cuz they would have went up to him and been like, "Hey, let's renegotiate." And he probably would've been like, "No." And it seemed like
0: Yeah, cuz he said Dana Dana why didn't know?
1: No, well, Dan did you see Dana's interview about it? Uh-huh. It's very interesting. And I do respect this about Dana a whole lot. They're like, "So, you didn't know about it?" And he's like, "No, oh, I didn't." He doesn't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. Um I I agree with Daniel, but if you if if your head's not in it, then the second that you th- you have doubt you should leave this game yep. and he that's what I respected if Conor McGregor would do that he'd be like yeah if he did it when he when he was like if you're gonna retire you need to be serious about this because it's not just like it's important for usada but um, it was very interesting to hear him talk about it being like no good he's given us a lot he I think he has more to give but he told me that something was a big opportunity for him and that he had to take it and you, good for him I told him congratulations you think it's movies? My only thing I can think of I is mean, lucrative.
0: He was in Warrior, and he did a decent job playing himself. Um, I With think no he, speaking roles. Yeah, I think he's been in a couple of those like B B League MMA movies where it's like half like Skinemax, half MMA. Oh, is that With, like, real? Michael skin- Bisping and stuff. <laughs> they have they have movies where the MMA fighters are in all of them, and there's always some chick that has to get naked in it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, even the freaking new uh, Kickboxer movie <laughs> Like they bring the main character in and you're like Okay I see where this is going She's probably going to be naked before the end of the film And you're like yep there it is <laughs> <laughs> There it is they, they don't need it Like it was running just fine And uh, you almost wonder right Like wow. these MMA fighters coming in and being in these These films that are just like Just kind of trash Just like the the one that all the women fighters were in It was like Fightland or whatever it was called And then in the previews it just showed women making out And it was like Oh poor MMA fighters, man! Like they have to. It's almost like someone be moving to LA and being like, "I'll take whatever gig I can." And then they're like, "Okay, it's in Sharknado, but at <laughs> least it's my. It could be my big break. You never know."
1: So, but that's something you can do right along with the UFC. That it has to be something different than film.
0: Uh, selling product. Uh, a lot of them do stunts. So watching a lot of the Where Are They Now from. Old UFC fighters, a lot of them do stunt coordination and stunts. And then um, Joe Stevenson does. Maybe he signed on to HydroxyCut. Yeah.
1: I'm Ronnie from Jersey Shore, and I used (laughs) HydroxyCut.
0: And a whole lot of other things. Yeah, no, and I mean, there's always, it depends on how big your name is, right? People always try and give you money for something. If it were me and I had any any clout to my name, I'd immediately start a vlog. I mean, The Rock's doing it. To get money from YouTube like a lot of people are doing it there's a lot of money in in YouTube and there's a reason why the UFC does embedded and different things like that not only one to hype fights but they get ad revenue beh- behind all of those things and every time they get a million they're they're making thousands of dollars on that kind of stuff so that's what I would do and I know a lot of these guys don't want to do that like a lot of them say I don't want to be on Twitter I don't want to be on Instagram I don't want to do any of that all I want to do is fight but if if you have a following like Adrian Foster we're like Arian? Arian, sorry. Arian, sorry. Arian Foster the tweets about being able to fight a wolf, and it blows up on Twitter. Like, if he were to just, like, have a personal blog or sell ad space on his freaking Twitter and different things like that, he could make some money. And I feel like I've been talking about this for a while, but I feel like the UFC fighters do that the most because they make the least amount of money. So, champions.co or Biz Bing's putting out, like, resharing articles and stuff, and Jake Shields is doing it, and they get a pay-per-click or whatever on their on their pages, like that's that's a way to potentially make money for these guys, but there there's other ways to do it as well.
1: I agree. I I'm bummed. I more than anything wanted to see him versus Jones. I thought it would be a good fight, be interesting for for Jones. Um, but I mean, and a lot of people are talking about. It. I I don't think he's done. I think he's done. I really do. He seemed like he. he go ahead. Sorry.
0: He meant it. I mean, there's a lot of people that seem like they, they say it because they lost or whatever, and they they restructure, they go to their gym, and then they get back into it, and that's what they do. I, I agree with you on this one.
1: Um, I guess t- I can kind of see, like, few years down the line, he tries to come back in just for, like, a comeback story a little bit, maybe something like that. But as far as, like, this is just a few years off, and then he's going to jump back on, I really don't see that coming. So I'm wondering if maybe it's something with promotion. He gets to he's going to promote something else. Beltor. Um, I, I would think more something like local or something like that. He does
0: TV well. I mean he he's been on UFC Tonight and all of those and he's done well. Um, I don't think that those pay
1: more than actual fighting would. But oh, I don't think I don't think he was saying that it was more than fighting necessarily. Just lucrative. Did he say more lucrative? Yeah. Okay.
0: He said something more. I. I I could be misspeaking, but it sounded like he said it was more lucrative, and I could be wrong. Um, do you find it interesting now that that bumps Mauricio Hua into the top four in the light heavyweight division?
1: In what way do I find it interesting?
0: I mean, just what what the the, the division's that shallow that now Hua, who's like who's been in it for like twenty five years, is now back in the top four. Mm. Johnson's gone at number one Gustafson, Teixeira, Manawa Hua owes,
1: Well Jones is owes in there Demir. too They're yeah. not going to put him, but he's in there um, And Bader just left um,
0: Blackwood's just lost
1: <clears throat> Nah really I mean we got Manawa that fight's going to happen mm-hmm. And then uh, Jones is going to come in And that's that's That puts us about nine months out Right. Like that's, that'll give us some time to find some more, some more uh, contenders and things like that. We'll be all right. What do you think about DC saying he
0: had a hard time making weight and it might be time to be done with the light heavyweight division and he's old?
1: He's fine. I just, he has way too much finished business with John Jones. He's not.
0: But I mean, do you take that fight no matter what, even if you know you're not at your best physical shape? You know what I mean? Like,
1: I know that I've said this before is like with competitors, like with uh, McGregor, I've said this. But I literally think that if there was no money in this, Daniel Cormier would still be doing it.
0: But I I don't think he's concerned about the money. I think he's concerned about not being physically able to compete at that high of a level with John Jones anymore.
1: No, he for me he's got like he's one of the ones with the laser focus. Like he'll bitch about it, but at the end of the day he will go He'll get a towel? He'll go all in and go grab a towel. <laughs> Next time it's gonna just be a fish line so nobody can see it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um
0: They'll just they'll give him a little stool or something, that, or no, when they put it down, he'll lift one foot up and like move it back so it it shifts the weight.
1: Um, I just, I I I think he's fine. Like if there's if there is a professional, and this is why I don't believe the old towel gate, if we're calling it that now. <laughs> um, I don't believe it is because has he? I was looking it up. I can't see that he's ever missed weight in yeah. any of his wrestling competitions ever. No, and he's always made championship weight. There had to have been something going on with the scale.
0: There, I mean, you never know. There's always a lot behind it. There's, it's It wouldn't be the first time that there were issues with, with scales and weights and different things like that. So I think there was one time in Brazil or somewhere out in Europe that the scale was, like, way off, and they had to bring someone's, like, room scaled in or something like that, like something super funny in order to, to make sure it was all correct. Um, it's just interesting, man. The, the light heavyweight division – the light heavyweight division would be super interesting if if Cormier and Jones were out of it, right? Because no one beats Cormier and no one beats Jones. But, I mean, Gustafson, Gustafson Teixeira, Manawa, Hua, Oez, Oez DeMar, Corey OSP. Like,
1: I think Gustafson could beat either of them.
0: On, on a good I day, his last in. fight was awful against Blackowitz. And Blackowitz got beat pretty bad by Patrick Cummins. I didn't see the fight. But I think he just got out wrestled and Cummins just held him down.
1: Yeah, I guess has kind of seemed like his head hasn't been in it. Yeah, it's
0: it's a it's a little rough. <laughs> I'm guessing that uh, anyone on the podcast can't hear that, but we've got both of our dogs downstairs running around, and and, t- and two really loud people taking care of them, <laughs> and they're really loud as well. I guess my wife's not that loud. No, she's. It'd not. be worse if it was Paul and
1: I. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's not would just be on the podcast If there were Paul and I Downstairs trying
1: to uh, <laughs> Take care of those dogs Um, Sorry yeah We got <laughs> I just heard him You stop that <laughs> <laughs> really, um, it,
0: really he was talking about He heard me talking about The light heavyweight division And was like stop It's, it's great. not that bad That's
1: what I would fight at If I fought <laughs> Um. No yeah I, I think we have some time I'm still interested In the Manoa fight And I'm interested In the Jones fight obviously And we'll figure Some other things out In the meantime
0: Yeah I mean, hopefully Manowaz was from the UK, so he's got no chance. He's going to get wrestled the entire time, but DC has been taking some big shots. I mean, Johnson's game plan, even though the whole wrestling thing didn't seem quite right, he, they understood that DC threw when he blocked, he blocked left, right. And then he would drop his head down completely. And he threw two head kicks, one that connected really, really well. And then one that almost connected because DC does the same left, right. Drop your head down. Um, and he almost got
1: him. I actually think that DC wins of him and Jones fight. You think? Jones, I, there's way too much ring rust. We saw that in the OSP fight. Yeah, And I think he loses, and then they come back and fight again, and he wins. But, cause yeah. And then uh, what's his face walks away? DC walks away with the last fight. No, Rumble walks into the cage. Yeah.
0: Fights them both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just the whole thing is interesting. Patrick Cote retiring as well. I mean, Tiago Alves, like they pointed out, Tiago Alves fought GSP and Cote fought Anderson Silva, and those were a decade ago. Patrick Cote had been around for like fifteen years, and he won the Ultimate Fighter three to get his title shot. Like that's crazy to me. And we always talked about it. him and Gegard, and Gegard much less now. If you were to put them next to each other and be like, who are these guys? And what division do they fight in? You'd be like, oh, I know who they are, but I just can't think of their name right now. And Gegard's been around since Pride. And it's still hard to be like... You know who he beat? I know who that guy is. Who, Kote or, or Gegard? Gegard Musasi. Uh-uh. Oh, he beat Mark Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that I saw on, on
1: yeah. mm-hmm. You guys should all go to Reddit.
0: He beat He beat Jacare Souza, too, in Pride. He upkicked him. Knocked him out cold.
1: It's nuts, man. Well... I mean, that's at least close to his weight division. The Mark Hunt one's crazy.
0: I mean, he's, he's always been a solid fighter, but he's just never been like – he's never really talked or or put himself out there to get people to really like get behind him as a fighter. And now he's finally being like a little mouthy, and he's getting a lot more attention. But he's – so for the, those who didn't watch the fight, and I'm guessing anyone that listened to this did, uh, Weidman and Musasi, sorry, Weidman and yeah, Musasi's fight ended in complete controversy where Musasi landed two legal knees, um, that Weidman was basically trying to make illegal by putting his hands on the ground. Um, he ended up getting the fight not stopped because he was out, but because, um, Mergliotta thought that they were illegal knees.
1: And everybody's so, like, Dana threw him under the bus.
0: Margliata? Yeah, because all of the fans are getting mad at the commission, not at. Well, Margliata. how the hell
1: is he supposed to know? I agree. Like, it looked like it. it like job, even in, yeah. s- you had to watch a replay a couple times and it'd go frame by frame, and it's like, how's he? Sp- like Dana's well, like he made a mistake. It's if like, you notice,
0: Dominic Cruz never said anything. Dominic Cruz was like, "That was illegal. That was illegal." And then Joe and John Annick were like, "No, it's legal. It's legal. It's legal." And Dominic still never got under the like, uh, "It's illegal knee train."
1: This this is this is my this is my opinion on the order of events and um one i think it's a stupid rule Mm -hmm. it should be knees on the ground in one hand you can't knee them or even one knee like one knee one hand fine i'm okay with that but if you're standing at all you should be able to get kneed
0: if your legs are extended yeah Yeah.
1: even if they're not like as long as your knees not on the
0: in order to stand your legs have to be
1: not really you could be up against the fence and oh, yes. yeah 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 okay yeah i got you yeah like that's like the the Son and anderson silva um i think that's legal i think that should be legal as long as you're on your both of your feet the fights you can do whatever you want in striking other than hitting the back of the head obviously that kind of stuff now on top of that um i really really don't like this commission either like from top to bottom, if there's weight issues, even if there weren't weight issues, then the fact that they let Cormier just slide off like losing 1.2 pounds in that amount of time, that's weird. And then this on top of it, um, what's oh on top of that. Yeah. So, and then them just calling it, it should have just been like, Oh no, it's the ref's mistake, but you got to Dana talked about this too. You got to understand where they're coming from. They see him. Oh, this is, this kind of leads into my next point, though, too. Weidman was milking it. Oh, yeah. He figured he could have got a point, possibly.
0: Or five minutes to rest. And
1: five minutes to rest because he looked tired. Oh, yeah, he was exhausted. So, I mean, he he's really upset and everything. And, but.
0: So, there's two things. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's two things about this that, that I disagree with. One, I don't disagree with Mergliata because his job is to protect that fighter at all times. And if he was under the assumption that it was an illegal knee, he can stop that fight. He hasn't made enough bad decisions in his in his refing career that something like that um, should go directly against him. Now, with Chris Weidman, you shouldn't be trying to garner an illegal knee knowing that you're in a bad position and being that good of a wrestler. Like I understand, like he needed some time to comport himself and basically figure out what he was going to do next, whether he's going to try and shoot or whether he's going to try and roll out or, you know, what he was going to do. But as you as a fighter need to realize that you can't expect the rules or a ref to protect you. You have to defend yourself at all times. And his defense was putting his hands on the ground and hoping, not, uh, hoping to
1: draw an illegal knee. See, now, I disagree a little bit with that because I think you use all of the rules to your advantage that you can, and they sometimes do work against you. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that in the moment. My problem is, is once they actually had stopped everything, he sat there bloodied on like on a knee on the ground. And then they're like, Oh, this is a lot worse than we thought. Or then this is, it kind of sets the bar. Now the commission thinks that they have a very injured fighter.
0: Well, Mercury came in. It was like, you still got three minutes. Yeah, that was weird. And he was like, okay, (laughs) like, cool. And so, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of weird things that have happened in MMA lately. Um, Most of us know only because we watched all of them, you know, Jeremy Stevens getting his foot. It was Stevens, right? They got his foot caught in the cage. I don't know. It was either Stevens or what's it, Little Heathen, Jeremy Stevens, or uh, the exact same person. That's that. It's a weight class lower than him. Looking it up, there's two of them. It says Jake Ellenberger. Jake Ellenberger. That's who it is. So Jake Ellenberger and Jeremy Stevens to me are basically the same person at different at different weight classes. They Perfect. fight the same. They kind of look the same. Um. So Jake Ellenberger got his foot foot caught. Um, which ended up losing him the fight Like It it, it was just a, a weird There's a couple of fluke things that happened And New York has done a bad job Even they said in the the NYC card That something had happened as well In the, the first Madison Square Garden card That the commission had done something really bizarre um, And so everyone was like The UFC should just ban New York Instead of having New York ban MMA and That way we don't have to worry about Their ridiculous commission ruining fights any longer
1: yeah. Yeah, it's I don't, uh, and then that kind of segues into the uh Pearl Gonzalez thing. Which one, she's like they were talking about how they thought it was terrible that the they disclosed personal information about her. It's like we hold on, we all know. Yeah. It's just dumb that it's a rule in general, but we don't need to worry about outing Pearl uh for having a boob job. Mm-hmm. No, we get it. Our conversation was uh, yesterday was does she have extensions in? Yeah. Like that was the women's conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no questions on whether or not she had a boob job. Like that's
0: could her, could her hair actually be that long? Yeah, that was the conversation. And would it be? Would you actually want extensions before going into a fight? My argument was no. And then the girls that were there were saying, "Well, her hair is curly enough that if they pulled it straight, it might be that long." And I always they thought they it was real. No,
1: and that's my new girlfriend. Yeah, that's why. That's why uh, she lost.
0: Because you just like Claudia?
1: Yeah, it's like Claudia. Once I take once I take a liking to you, you lose. So um, I fell in love with her because I love curly hair and Hispanic women's. And uh, then she lost. So it's my fault. And she looked bad, by the way. No,
0: she didn't look good at all.
1: <laughs> she looked terrible. And a lot of
0: people were like, tough grit. Like, you look good in your first fight. Like, you'll be back. And really, it was just a showcase for Cavillo and, and showing her how good that she, or Cavillo, because we know that she's Hispanic, right? I think her family's from Mexico. Um. She's looked really good in her last two fights, and obviously she she fought a, a newcomer in you know this time, and I think her first fight was against um, Amanda Cooper, who I'm not super familiar with either, but she looked good in that as well. Um, round one submission, and so it's good because there's not a, a lot of good women wrestlers. I mean, yes, yeah, so there's Sarah McMahon, there's uh, what not Tisha Torres, the other one that's a, a wrestler at Strawweight. God, man, I can't remember any of these freaking people.
1: What do you think next for her? Because they're that's who they're going to start building up to.
0: Yep, and I don't think they I don't think they rush her too quickly, and they have to be careful because she's a potty mouth, and so they can't put her on like national television. But she's a straw weight, really. She's
1: not an idiot. She would clean well, it well, up yeah. for that. Yeah, I mean, Ron does a yeah, swears like a sailor. Um, they really could give her any of the top. 15. I say Angela Hill, like that. That's who the Angela Hill said that she wanted to fight, yeah. Um, on Twitter, when they thought that she wasn't that, that Gonzalez wasn't going to fight. That's a um, bad
0: fight for Angela Hill though, because she's not a wrestler.
1: So, like, what I mean, what you want to just give her good fights? Like, who cares? Like, she just fought in Jessica Andrade. Like, that's who she just lost to. I'm she's getting, getting a title shot now. Yeah, she's getting a title shot. I think it's a good get her kind of into that upper that upper level. See how she Top does tw- there. I think she's ready. To Fifteen like, to twenty. As far as – because that division, it's going to need kind of like 205. It needs people quick, mm-hmm. a lot quicker than actually 205 does because Joanna just going to run through her.
0: I was thinking about Ronda Marcos. That's the other wrestler. Ronda Marcos? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, I think she, she needs to work on her striking. Team Alpha Mel she'll always be good at wrestling. I mean, it, if I was ever at a lightweight and needed to – Get really good at wrestling. That's where I would go. Either that, or uh, AKA, if I did, could you know actually
1: get the fights? <coughs> Jeez, man. Dude, I bowled up Angela Hill's record, um, like her last fights. Do you realize that she fought January, March, May, November, February?
0: That's Invicta, man.
1: No, that was all. Oh, that was Invicta. But she did fight UFC. Part of that and before she was actually in the UFC, um, in 2015, and then she went and fought Invicta. You're right. And then she her February one was obviously for the title. But she is. Active. yeah, man, she is all over the place. And
0: she's tough, and she's a she's a personality as well. And I think they, I think they thought that she was going to do better, and when she didn't, I mean, Andrade, she wasn't going to beat Andrade, but I think she lost. Was that her first fight back, or did she yeah. lose two in a row? No, it was her first it one. was her first yeah. fight back in the US. I was fight the night? It wasn't bad, and a lot of people saluted her because Andrade was supposed to run through her. But I watched the first round, and she looked awful. So. It is what it is. I think... I mean, that that division's not boring other than the fact that Joanna is so dominant. I mean, Carolina, C- Claudia, Jessica Andrade, Rose Damiunas, Tisha Torres. Like, there's a lot of mid-level fighters at Ronda Marcos, Carlos Esparza that aren't really going to be going anywhere. But, I mean, they, you can throw them against each other. Joanna Calderwood, Paige Van Zandt, Felice Herring. Like, all of the top 15 could just cannibalize each other and they're at least interesting fights. Like... The fact that I can look at this list from 1 to 15 and there's only one name that I don't recognize, that's great for the women's straw weight. I don't know who Justine Kish is, but every one of the, the other 14 on that list, I have seen fight and I know who they are. Now, if you were to put Carla, Carla Esparza, Ronda Marcos, and Tisha Torres all next to each other and tell me to pick who's who, I might have an issue with it. Not just because they're Hispanic, but they all look kind of similar. Um... Or if you were to put Carolina and Marina Morose and all of, like, the Eastern Europeans next to each other, I'd have a hard time being like, uh, this is Morose, this is Carolina, this Weirdly,
1: is... I think I would kind of know this division pretty well.
0: I mean, this is the same as the women's bantamweight. I mean, I can—I know every, the top 15.
1: Well, I mean, this is a, a much less known division. Yeah. That's why I was saying surprisingly, because bantamweight's, I feel like, easy, because it's—that's the Ronda division, right? Like,
0: yep. Well, I mean, I know them better than I know the men, the men's flyweights.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: You know, so, like, Sergio Pettis, Ian McCall, Dustin Ortiz, I know them, but, like, Brandon Moreno's already 10. That's cool. Justin, I guess I do, but Ben um, Nguyen, I believe is how that's spelled, or pronounced, Alexandra Pintoja, who just came from The Ultimate Fighter, and Ryan Benoit, like, I don't really – who's here for me got, like put him on a card. I know him by name, but if you were to just show me his, pick, like if I were to run into him in, in public, I wouldn't know who he was. So it's, in, it's, it, yeah. I mean, the fact that I can actually see those names and know who they are is a, a huge step forward for the women's straw weights. And I mean, I am invested in Joanna Calderwood, I like her. Michelle Waterson is a likable person. Paige Van Zandt, Angela Hill. They're all likable. Not only because they're good fighters, but I mean, because they actually have—I mean, Joanna's personality outside of the Ultimate Fighter, she seems like she's a, a legitimately good person when it comes to out of competition. And I she's was going to say, not a, not out
1: of not out of the Ultimate Fighter, out of competition. Yeah, because like even still, when she walks by, like she's the one that put Carolina up, and she was like, "Yeah, she should fight me," and then was a huge bitch to her. Yeah. <laughs> like and um, Carolina
0: was just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess she said it's part of that culture. The Polish culture is if they're the champion, you respect them more than anything, and they can basically do whatever they want. And uh, so,
1: that's a weird thing to have culture about. Like they just sitting around like a few champions, and everybody else just respecting the hell out of them. Like <laughs> apparently, <laughs> like
0: I don't know. But she she hated being on the Ultimate Fighter with Claudia, and Claudia looked like a saint compared to Joanna. Do it, do it, <laughs> do it, do <laughs> it. It's. Yeah, man. I mean, this card, this card was good. What about uh, Brooks Oliveira? Do you think Brooks gets cut? He's one and two in the UFC. Complain about Bellator. I mean, he has to go to WSOF. Like, he's in some trouble.
1: Yeah, it's not good. It's not good for him.
0: <laughs> I mean, he dominated Bellator too. Just absolutely dominated. Comes to the UFC and just gets smoked.
1: This it, was bad. Like, it looked like. Any, I feel like a lot of people could have defended that because he did not have it in. And then he just kind of readjusted, and just you could just see it. Like, it literally looked like a boa. It was just tighter, tighter, and he kept getting like just a little bit closer, and boom, it was under the chin and
0: tight. It looked like he cranked his face and then released. And as soon as he released, it looked like that's what gave him the, the momentum of his head, like, moving back to slip it under his chin. It was actually super good form. And, I mean, Charles Oliveira's only lost to the best in the best of that that division, well, Brooks beat Ross Pearson, not even handedly. He just beat him, and then he lost to the other Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira, and that was because he said he had a busted rib, but, I mean, the jujitsu got him. He took it down and, and just held him there and then busted his rib. And so coming in against Charles Oliveira, who's a very similar fighter as the other Oliveira, um, I, I didn't see this going well for Brooks. So it was weird to me that he was such a high – Favorite in the eyes of you know not the MMA community per se, but the eyes of like uh, the the betting odds makers. It was you won money bizarre. on that one. I did win money on that one, and I bet far enough ahead that I made like two to one almost. Three, actually three to one. Mm-hmm. I bet it. I bet on him when he was a positive two forty five.
1: Yep, and um, it was a, it was a good bet.
0: Yeah, I mean, seeing that I looked at Alves too, and I figured Alves was going to win. I didn't put money on that one, but that, that was one of those where I looked at and I was like. This doesn't make sense to me. Like, has always been mid-tier, and Alves has always come to compete. Like, always. And if he loses, he at least kind of goes out on his shield. Or goes out 100% exhausted. And Cote just kind of seems to just, you know, he's good, but he just kind of, you know, slides through. So, it was weird, man. Jury looked good. Um, There's a Russian dude on the undercard at 125 that came in undefeated and fought one of the top Filipino prospects. And he looked a lot worse. I mean, he had a good showing. Um, Let me grab his name: Bibletov, Magomed Bibletov. And he looked good, but he didn't look as good as he was supposed to. Because basically, they're like he's the next. He is the kabib. He's the kabib of the 125 division, and he he didn't. He dominated, but he should have dominated (coughs) by much more from what everyone was saying. He was a Chechkin guy. that Chechkin King buys all of his cars and stuff. Like He's a highly touted prospect. Um, one of the guys I was super excited to see, Desmond Green, who just came over from Titan FC, beat Josh Emmett, and that was actually a super fun card to watch. Um, and then Gillespie, who just absolutely ran through Holbrook in 21 seconds. Um, he's an up-and-comer that's going to definitely be worth watching from the, the early prelims. So those were all... I watch a lot of the early prelims, and then I always miss the, the as MS it work. One. Yep, and then I miss the early prelims because I'm usually driving somewhere to watch the fights, and so I don't I don't end up getting to see them.
1: Um, I was going to ask you so a couple things with uh, bantamweight for men. Um, we get the announcement for sure that it's Dillashaw versus Garbrandt. you oh, um,
0: did. I thought it was no matter what. That's why they were on the Ultimate Fighter.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like it um, was like the Ultimate Fighters for sure announced. Yeah. yeah. And then we get um. That's so soon, right? Yeah, I think April 14th, if I remember right. That's just me. Um, So that how do you feel about that in general? Do you think that – I like that they didn't just go straight back to Cruz. Um, I want to know how you feel about it. We didn't really talk about it. We have, but we haven't recently.
0: Storylines. I think right now the biggest storyline – one of the biggest storylines outside of Conor McGregor in the UFC for, for long-term fans – and not even long term fans, because when Conor McGregor was on The Ultimate Fighter and everyone was watching it, Dillashaw and and Garbrandt had bad blood. That's right when Dillashaw left Team Alpha Mel. And really, Conor McGregor helped that entire gym, other than Uriah Faber, to put names and faces together. You know what I mean? And so, you know, he called him a snake in the grass, kind of built Dillashaw as this bad dude. Cody Garbrandt comes in as this, like, knight in shining armor that's going to you know protect the gym and protect you know team alpha male and and be the next big thing and that was dillashaw but he left and so he the storyline behind this is probably other than dc john jones the biggest storyline right now and and biz being gsp because those are bigger names and
1: then you make them live together and and work around each other for a few uh a few months is is a good time for all of us i feel like it'll make the fight better too
0: well the hard part is is they're both smart guys but neither of them are trash talkers. So like Cruz, Cody Garbrandt, you can tell is a good dude, but he cannot talk trash. I mean, that showed against Cruz. Cruz is a trash talker. Uriah Faber can run his mouth. Dillashaw is not a trash talker. So you're getting two people that are high level athletes that are terrible trash talkers. And it's going to be hilariously awkward to watch these two dudes try and talk shit on each other because they're going to be so bad at it if there's any season that's going to be full of memes and gifts of people saying ridiculous things,
1: it was Rhonda's, but then this yeah, one's a close this second. This one's
0: going to be a close second. Yeah. Well, this one's not going to have, you know, Rhonda threatening guys from gyms and trying to fight them and, and trying to pick fights with Bri- uh, Brandon Ka- Brian, Brian and all those weird things.
1: Um, and so I, I'm excited. I think that this, this is the fight that I wanted to see. Uh, if, TJ loses. I don't know if what he does. I think he has to. I think he almost has to go down to fight, to can go fight DJ or something. Should I get down though? I don't fight? know. But like, because he's on, he's he made his way to the belt. He got it, but then he lost. I, I don't know, man. Like he,
0: it's going to be interesting because coaches TJ Dillashaw, Dwayne Lugwig, Lester Bowling, Elliot Marshall, Matt Brown. Matt mm-hmm. Brown will be interesting. Team Garbrandt, Cody Garbrandt, Uriah Faber, Danny Castillo, Fabio Prado, Robert Robert Meese, Alpha Mel. Mm-hmm. So TJ Dillashaw is going to have to be around not just Garbrandt, but all of Team Alpha Mel the entire time that they're there. I like it. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I I think Uriah is probably going to do most of the talking and that Cody coach, I
1: but I, I don't think that he's going to talk that much. I think. There's going to be a few times that it pops off, but I think he still likes TJ. He just doesn't want him in his gym scouting his guys that he could possibly fight against. I think he still... I
0: don't do you know whose name is not
1: on here? Uh, uh, and I was going to say also, it doesn't have Chad Mendes.
0: Mendes. And I understand Mendez. Mendez is probably trying to go start his own businesses and stuff and do his own thing. He might not have time to do something like this. It would really
1: be nice to get some TV time. Yeah. Repping your shit.
0: I guess that's true. but And Lugwig's a weird ass too, man. I mean, he's a great coach, but he... I mean, Chelsea Sonnen and a lot of people are like, Dwayne is weird as hell. And so this is going to be a really, really awkward season of the Ultimate Fighter. Plus, I mean, they're training people that used to be in the UFC, which is also super interesting. I mean, obviously, these guys are too small for a lot of these divisions, but there's a lot of pride that goes into feeling like, hey, no, I've fought in the UFC. I don't need to be on this show to get back in. I mean James Kraus and freaking what's his face? Oh, it doesn't look like there's one guy that's not on here that I th- that everyone said was going to be. Um the guy that fought here in Salt Lake, the bald guy. I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, but James Krause is going to be on it. It's it's a very interesting season.
1: Um and that kind of segues into um Uriah, congratulations oh, yeah, on man. the first uh 2017 hall of fame nominee we have a sport old enough to now have a hall of fame like that's i mean i know we've had it for a few years but it's weird
0: we're like but it's only old people right they got in like matt hughes and i couldn't even uh i think mark coleman's i was gonna say mark coleman
1: don fry um
0: not don fry the other one yeah no don fry
1: probably liddell
0: yeah i don't think forrest griffin's in it yet
1: no they were both inducted in oh yeah yep same time They were both inducted in. Um, UFC Hall of Fame is... Hoist Gracie, Ken Shamrock, Dan Severn, Randy Couture, Mark Coleman, Chuck Liddell, Matt Hughes, Tito Ortiz, Pat Miletic, Boss Rutin, Antonio Rodrigo Neguera, Don Fry, Forrest Griffin, BJ Penn, uh, Charles Lewis Jr. Wait, these are...
0: So they have the contributors, they have fighters, and then they have modern era.
1: Oh, I guess they just put in the... One of the fights in the Hall of Fame, they didn't actually put Bonner, but Forrest Griffin versus Stephen Bonner was Do you was think Bonner should be in. In,
0: the, in the Hall of Fame? I mean, eventually, right? What's
1: your criteria for Hall of Fame? And the, I'll, I can answer it yes or no off of uh, your criteria, and then I'll answer it off my um, own.
0: Made a legitimate contribution to moving you uh, MMA forward, and especially the UFC forward.
1: Um so, it's, I would say it's just the UFC forward. It, nobody really cares if you move MMA forward. If it's the UFC Hall of Fame, in my opinion, you could possibly do both, but it's more pushing the UFC forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on, on your definition, it's pretty close to mine. I would say, yeah, he has to be inducted in.
0: He didn't really do much after nope. the Ultimate Fighter, though.
1: He lost really bad to John Jones.
0: I mean, I think I think uh, Rich Franklin should probably be in there before. Evan Dunham should probably be in there before. Um Rico Rodriguez. What did any of those guys do? Evan Dunham was like the first middleweight champion or one of the first, and then he lost to Rich Franklin. Um, Pedro Rizzo was like the first heavyweight champion or one of the first in the UFC.
1: But what Um, did they do for the UFC apart from just getting the belt right then? Because you give it to Brock Lesnar then?
0: there's still some of the, the main... I think Brock Lesnar does
1: get into the UFC. I, do, I think he does too, but I don't know if necessarily he should. Because I don't really think he had that big of an impact on it. He sold out one card. He sold a lot of pay-per-views on one card. But as far as what Stefan... Like, we're talking in the time of social media. Like, no social media. um, Him and uh, Forrest, like, people were calling people and telling them they had to get on to watch this fight. And their their watches were going up. Like... You have to physically pick up the phone and call in this era. You can't just tweet out and be like, oh, people are really interested in this.
0: Also, I think it's important for people to be able to say the name and have other people that are are mid-tier to low-tier um, UFC fans really appreciate it unless that person like left, did well, and then created their own gym and then created a group of fighters um, like a Couture, like a Uriah Faber. Like you know, like a boss, Um, where they they established their career and then they helped you know raise the 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 next generation of UFC fighters. Pat Miletich is definitely on there, um, and I yeah no I and I I guess that's true. Like if I were to say Evan Dunn or Pedro Rizzo to like Paul or my wife, they'd have no idea who I was referring to. And they, Pedro Rizzo ended up I like see, to be I, fair, they
1: probably still wouldn't know Bonner. Um, yeah, but I'm just saying it's the greatest fight in UFC history. Um, it was the first season of the ultimate fighter. If that season doesn't go well, we do not have the yeah, UFC as not. we know it now. Yeah. They probably sell it all. I don't know what they do with it. I don't know if it goes under. I don't know, but Dana or any of the Fertitas have never been short of words in expressing how important that fight was to the UFC. Um, it meant, it meant the world to the sport as we know it now. Um, but it pushed the UFC forward in a way that nothing else has.
0: I can agree with that. And so, yeah, Stephen Bonner just for that fight gets it. Yep. And stepping in against Anderson Silva <laughs> when when somebody dropped that. Also letting us know wasn't. about
1: John Jones, that spinning back elbow. He'll we'll all oh, forever yeah. have that highlight. No, it was
0: John Jones he stepped in against. That's what I meant, not Anderson Silva. I he also I think lost. He, he did. Today. Yeah.
1: So they, they did that. Uh, he did step in against Anderson Silva. They had that. Did you ever watch the the dinner that him and Forrest had when they're they're doing the promo about like, oh no, you don't want to go to the ground with him. Okay, so we got to stand. Oh no, 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 you don't want to stand with him. <laughs> no, <laughs> and it just keeps funny. cutting the highlights of Forrest getting destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen that. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up. Uh, it's so funny.
0: It. So let's talk just real quick. Let's talk um, UFC on Fox coming up next week, April fifteenth. Um, Johnson versus Hayes, Wilson Hayes. do you care? Yeah, I mean only it's the it puts, record. It puts John. Is it the record fight?
1: Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Russell Westbrook getting forty two, you know, or um, Sosa versus Mark McGuire breaking a record. Um, it's not as long standing. I'm not saying that we're, our history is comparing to any other sport, but it's it's similar. It, it's it's something that nobody's done. And we're setting up the history right now. It'll be relevant in 20 years' time when somebody else tries to make a run to beat DJ's record or whatever it is. Um, Because it's hard to do now, especially with people like John Jones, social media. You get caught into certain things. It's rare that you have somebody like DJ that's as much of a professional, but then also athlete.
0: So he's got nine. So 10 is the record or 10 ties the record?
1: He should have the solo record at this point.
0: As soon as he wins this next fight. I mean it's a big deal They put him on Fox And he's headlining Which is also great Um, I think he's supported By a pretty great undercard Not undercard But underneath him Watterson versus Nama Yunus Will be good Sousa versus Whitaker Should be awesome Stevens Anytime he fights He's gonna go out there To freaking knock Somebody's block off Um, And against this Moyicano guy Who I don't know Who's 10-0-1 These guys are gonna Come out to bang Which is absolutely awesome And then the rest of it, man, I don't really care about. Um, It's a free card. Nelson's on there. Yeah, we'll end up watching it, maybe even just recording it. Um, The guy that Jeremy Stevens is fighting has got two wins in the UFC, one by submission, one by split decision. Um, Chances are he's not going to stand and bang with Stevens, so Stevens is going to have to finish quick. Uh, Bobby Green's on this card, who's always a hilarious fighter to watch, especially when he goes on uh, the MMA hour before his fights and basically is like – Ariel, why don't you uh, respect me like you do the other fighters? And Ariel's like, you know how Alistair Overeem always puts Ariel Hawani in like just the most awkward positions. No, uh, well he does. Well, watch any Ariel Hawani interview with uh, with Alistair Overeem. They're always super awkward because because it's not only weird because Ariel Hawani already is like nice to the fighters and genuinely like tries to ask them questions that like they they can answer or they want to hear or whatever. But these two guys, man, anything he asks, they'll always be like, "Ariel, why you gotta ask me stuff like that?" <laughs> and he's like, "It's just, it's what, it's what the people want to know, you know?" They just, I didn't, sorry, I didn't feel that that was that out of a question or whatever it is. And Alistair gets actually annoyed. And Bobby Green, the last time I listened to it, was like, "Ariel, you don't remember our last interview where you said this, this, and this?" And Ariel was like, "I don't, but I, I'm sorry if that <laughs> offended you." And then basically had to, like, get back in good standings with him on his own show. Yeah, it was pretty damn funny. And then by the end, it was fine. And especially because if you were to ask, hey, who's Bobby Green? Most people would be like, I don't know. And If you were to ask who Ariel Hawani is, he's Ariel Helwani is probably more famous than Bobby Green. Mm-hmm. But Bobby Green's like, you can't disrespect me and expect me to come on your show. And it's like, he never, like, Ariel Hawani tries as hard as he can not to disrespect
1: anybody. Pretty sure he's not clamoring necessarily to get you on his show. His show's <laughs> packed every yeah. week we're good. Yeah. Bobby Green just mellow out. Oh, yeah. I honestly I don't know because I haven't seen it. But um if was, that's the way he's acting like Ariel's just professional, super nice guy. I don't think he's out to offend anybody, but he does he is supposed to ask questions.
0: It was so awkward. Um but yeah, so Bobby Green's on this card against Magnum Madoff. Another one, Megadomev. I mean, Smokers on this card against Timelia, which is also super good. Um Nelson's playing Volkov, fighting Volkov, another up and comer from Russia. Um Matt Smith, freaking Algermain Sterling's on this card, man. For the first time in a while. He's on a two fight losing
1: streak. He was uh he was five pounds over yeah. and uh, lost five pounds in a minute.
0: But he was on a he was on a tear, man, he was undefeated and he dropped two in a row. And he almost he basically used him being undefeated to get a better contract signed so he didn't go to Bellator. Do you think the UFC is like, cool, three in a row, man, you're done? Yeah. Go fight on the local circuit and come back. Unless I he mean, he's a cup. He's only fought the best. I mean, he fought Asunciao next, whose last fight was a loss to Dillashaw. So, and he lose to Caraway. Yeah, which was kind of a joke. And if I was betting back then, I would have bet against him because Caraway's wrestling is really good. But this is, I mean, Evan Smith. Like, there's a lot of known fighters. Zach Cummings. That was the guy that I thought was going to be on Tough 25 with James Krause, and he's not. Um, he's still in the UFC. But I, I'm actually excited for this card coming up. It is a free card, um, which makes it great. There's a Bellator card on Friday as well in Singapore. And I feel, I feel that it's weird that Bellator is now feeling opening like new areas that the UFC may have been to. But I feel like. I feel like Bellator is actually starting to stretch now and go to different places and do more things, and the UFC is kind of like NASCAR. pulling in. Like down south. Yeah. Um, I feel like the UFC is pulling in and, and doing more stuff in the States. I mean, this is in Kansas City. That's actually where James Krause's gym is, is out in Missouri. That's where Zach Cummings is from. Um, but what do you got? So I mean, you've got Hayes, right? I mean, sorry, you've got Johnson in the Johnson versus Hayes fight. Yeah. Nami Eunice Waterson.
1: Nami Eunice.
0: I got number units as well. Uh, Sousa Whitaker. Sousa. That's rough, though. If he gets him down, he's got him. But Whitaker will win striking.
1: I don't think it's a problem getting him down. Whitaker's pretty dangerous, man. Sousa is yeah. the most dangerous person in that division that's not named. Um, what's his face? It's uh, a notorious Yoel, Yoel name. Yoel <laughs> Romero? Yoel? Yoel no Romero. Dude,
0: uh, Yoel, I love Yoel Romero. How about uh, Mark yesterday being like, Weidman had Yoel out on his feet. He uh, didn't know where the cage was. We so got an extra twenty seconds. I was like, "Yeah, he might have it." An extra twenty seconds isn't going to help you when you're knocked out. Um, and then Stevens, I'll take Stevens in that fight. I'm guessing you'll most likely take Stevens too.
1: Um, Maybe. I don't know, man. It's going to be fun. Like, it's going to be a fun fight. It could
0: go either way.
1: Yeah, i But I'm, I'm not like, I'm not in love with him. He's just. He's just nutty, dude.
0: He beat Henin Barao and he beat Dennis Bermudez. Last two losses at a Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar. I think people forget quickly how good Jeremy Stevens actually is.
1: And I think he, because of how big he is and just mean, yeah, people also think that he's a lot better than he is. Like he, what's his record?
0: He's not, not very good. Uh, Twenty-five
1: and thirteen. Yeah. So it's
0: he he goes through he goes through ups and downs that's really what it is so he goes through like three fights in a row where he wins and then three losses in a row and then like two wins in a row and then two losses like he's just very up and down and right now he, his last one was a loss so i mean he should if you ask me he's gone back and forth win loss win loss so he'll probably win this one and the ufc does this cuz they just want it to be exciting right it's on fox they need a card that they need a really good fight to segue into the rest of the card to get people to stay and watch and he is that he is that guy, man. He's gonna go down. He's gonna drop his drop to, drop his head in his left arm and throw that overhand right. Yeah. And so
1: it's gonna be fun. Like, I I, I think he'll win, but I'm I'm just excited because I think it's a good fight.
0: His are always a puncher's chance. Yeah. You stay out of his range, and you you have a pretty good shot of not getting knocked out. Um, but with that man, I think we we've hit it. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about this week?
1: No, let's watch this. Forrest Griffin gives. Stefan Bonner advice about Anderson Silva. Oh, it
0: was before they were actually going to fight? Yeah. That's awesome. It was way
1: funny. With that, <coughs> thank you guys for tuning
0: in. Let us know if we missed anything or said anything wrong. Make sure you follow us on iTunes, we Stitcher, or whatever else. They yeah, were never wrong. <laughs> Don't go back. <laughs> Even when we the disagree yeah. with ourselves. <laughs> and we will uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.